We're going to go into today's scripture reading, which comes from John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 5, and then we're going to skip down to 9 through 14. We're going to be uh, reading this in the ESV. And so uh, if you guys want to look it up, uh, we'll also project the scripture. But again, that's John chapter 1, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 14. All right, may the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We're going to skip down to verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, friends, today's message is light of the world. And we are in a new year, 2022. It's very exciting. And it's this time of year that we think about change and we think about New Year's resolutions. And I call it the Great Self-Salvation Project, (laughs) New Year's resolutions. You know, they're not necessarily bad, but I kind of bag on New Year's resolutions because they don't tend to last and they don't tend to work. I I just want to say, this is my disclaimer. If New Year's resolutions work for you, great, do them for sure, you know. But I think every year uh, there is this hope. You know, the calendar year flips over, and we have this hope of of, of new things, and so we want a new us as well. And I saw this article, this is from lifehack.org, of 50 New Year's resolution ideas and how to achieve each of them. That sounds awesome, right? It's not that awesome. I read the article, and it's like really, really obvious stuff. And uh, I'm not going to go through all 50, like that would take the entire time we have, Uh, but I want to show you some of the top New Year's resolutions, and just real quick, just try to think, what do you think the number one resolution would be? Like, like just just name one. Lose weight, yeah. Yo, did you read the article? Because the number one is get in shape. Number two, eat healthier. Number three, stop procrastinating. Number four, improve concentration. Number five, meet new people. Number six, be more active. Number seven, develop confidence. And number eight, earn more money. And again, it goes on and on and on. And probably you could have filled in this list on your own. And, you know, it's like, well, how to achieve them? Uh, Honestly, they just tell you like the most obvious stuff. They're like, start small and, you know, (laughs) just take it slowly. And like, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. And, you know, friends, I, I have to say that I think for a lot of us, you know, New Year's resolutions probably are very, very attractive for the same reason that I think a lot of people picked up new hobbies during the pandemic, and a lot of people were doing, like, like uh, home improvement projects. Like, we just got a new deck, and we ordered it in April, and they just got it done at the beginning of December. We waited eight months for them to come because everyone is doing home improvement projects. Everyone wants to improve their space themselves, Right? I mean, I bet there are so many people. I, I know, like, we, we bought like an exercise bike during COVID, and we probably weren't the only ones because. 
they were really hard to get. You know, a lot of people are like, well, if I can't improve the surroundings around me, I better just improve myself, you know? And yeah, Hadam was mentioning at the very beginning that probably for a lot of us, we, we probably thought 2021 was gonna be a little bit different. And whatever that calendar changes, like, I mean, friends, let's be honest, it's a little arbitrary, right? Like we could have started the new year in August, but for whatever reason, we always started in January. And, you know, but there is this sense of like, we're like, we have so much hope. We have so many thoughts that like everything is gonna be better. And, you know, I have to say that, you know, part of the problem with New Year's resolutions is what if, I know, again, I said, a lot of times we're not able to do it, but what if you did? What if you did all eight of these? Got in shape, you ate healthier, you stopped procrastinating, you earned more money. What then? We'd still have COVID. <laughs> I'm just being honest, right? Like, would it really be that different? You know, would your life be that better? You're like, well, Pastor Steve, my life may not be that much better, but I'll be thinner, right? <laughs> At least I'll have that. I'll have more money. It's like, but then what, right? Friends, we know you'll adjust to your new normal, and then you'll need something else, right? And so, friends, I just wanted to, like, actually, today's message, it's, like, super simple, right? But I want to urge you. I want to try to convince you to have a different New Year's resolution. One thing that I really want you to chase. Again, if you want to, you know, get in shape, earn more money, stop procrastinating, those, are, those things aren't bad. But there's one thing you really need. You really need. And it comes... From the beginning, in the beginning, this is John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We're not talking about the Bible here. We're talking about the action, the intent, the logos of God, his plan for all creation. That's the Word we're talking about. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, men and women. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Friends, what is the light? We're going to spend the next hour trying to figure out what the light... Uh, just kidding. It's Jesus, right? It's Jesus. We know it's Jesus, right? It's obvious. It's obvious that it's Jesus, right? And what we're told here... So just there's like three quick points I want to go over this morning just about Jesus being the light of the world, right? So what we're told is Jesus is the light of the world. And... We're told the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So the world is dark. Come on, friends. Come on. We know this. Without Jesus, there's no hope. And I think for a lot of us, we are looking for hope. We're looking for hope in our diets. We're looking for hope in jobs, in spouses, in, in, in money and in power and prestige. We're looking for hope in politics. We're looking for hope in health, lack of COVID, right? All of these things we're putting our hope in. And I've made this point before. I mean it many times during, uh, you know, the whole pandemic, but it bears repeating. I don't know if you guys remember 2019, but people didn't like 2019 either, and there was no COVID, right? Man, seriously, if you just want a time warp, like, go back to all the New Year's celebrations for 2020. Everyone's like, 2019 sucked. 2020, woo! We had no idea. We didn't know, right? And everyone's like, no, let's go back to 2019. That was great. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. 
I'm telling you, COVID goes away. There's going to be just a different kind of darkness, right? What does it mean to say that Jesus is the light of the world, right? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I got to tell you something about light that maybe seems really obvious, but the way that you really see light and the way light stands out is in darkness. And so you may not like the circumstance you're in, but it's one of the places where you are going to see light the most. And that is one of the greatest things about the hope that we have in Christ. The darker it gets, the brighter the light. I've learned this from uh, OLED technology. Do you guys know OLED? I, I don't know what the acronym stands for, but it just means fancy TV or phone. No, just kidding. <laughs> but it's like a, a way of making your screen brighter. And so I learned this about OLED, that basically all the LCD screens that you have, they're lighting up the entire back of the screen. And so have you ever noticed that uh, when like, like there's nothing on the screen, it's just all black, that there's still light? There's still a little bit light because they're illuminating the entire back. So OLED, you know, I just thought like, oh, is this like some sharper resolution? It's not. It's the same resolution. The only difference is what they're doing is they are turning on and off the individual lights in the individual pixels. So what happens is that when there is like black, um, just it's like they're shutting off all of the light. And so the OLED looks nice because when they turn on the lights, it's just an individual light that's lighting up, and it's so brilliant. I was watching an OLED uh, thing, and it was like a, a scene in a movie where they're in a dark room, and people, it's like an old-timey movie where people are taking pictures with flash, and the flash bulbs are going off, and I thought I was going to go blind. I was just like, ah! <laughs> it was so bright and so brilliant. And this is the way Jesus shines. You may think that we're in this terrible position. If you're in a place of darkness, you may be like, oh man, this stinks. Man, I wish, I wish we could go back to a time where just everything was under control. We want this. Why do we, are we so obsessed with health? Why is it the number one thing that we're all focused on? Because we are trying to evade death. We're all trying to evade death, and we want to have a semblance of control. <laughs> I read this in a book, and it like bummed me out for a really long time. Did you know, maybe I shouldn't tell you guys this. Some of you guys want to diet, and I don't want to make you lose hope, but they say that about 70% of your health is just, you have no control over it. It's genetics. Now, 30% is a lot, right? Like, 30% is good. You know, you should exercise. You should lose weight, like, if, if that's healthy for you, right? Like, you know, de definitely don't let me stop you. But the fact of the matter is, 70% is completely outside of your control. We don't want to hear that, right? We want a solution that will come through our own human means, right? We want to be able to control that and say, oh, I got this. I'm evading death, or I'm the one who's bringing light into my own darkness. And we try that. We try so many things to make the light come, right? We try to be good on our own. We try to make people's lives better, right? We try to work for social justice. And don't get me wrong, all those things are not bad. <laughs> but one of the things that you see with all of our attempts to make things better, sometimes humans just make it worse. But this is the hope we have. 
no matter how dark it gets, and especially when it gets the darkest, that is when we can see light most brilliantly. Seriously, read any spiritual biography, right? Any saint, any great person of God, their conversion story almost always comes in their darkest and lowest moment. It's that moment where you're almost just like, I have nowhere else to go, right? Because this is the way we are as humans. If we don't have to turn to God, we won't, right? Come on, let's be honest. Well, like, I'm going to rely on my money. I'm going to rely on my smarts. I'm going to rely on my health. I'm going to rely on my spouse, my partner, my friends, right? But there comes a point for everyone where we're like, there's just no light. It's all darkness. And that's when we can truly see the light. Light always dispels darkness. That's the beautiful thing about it, right? And so, friends, this is, this is the crazy thing, is that we're all living in darkness, and we're stumbling around in the darkness trying to get a semblance of light, and it just makes no sense when there is a light out there. And this is the thing. When light comes into the dark, it doesn't have to do any work. All it has to do is just be. All you need is Jesus. Jesus comes in and just dark flees, right? You bring in the light, and you don't have to be like, dark, get out, get out, get out. It's just gone. It's just gone, right? When Jesus comes in, there is no doubt. The demons flee. The darkness recedes. Everything is illuminated. We are told that the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. So this is the awesome thing, that God didn't just chill, or right, like in heaven, and just be like, yo, you humans figure it out. He brought light into the world through Jesus, and we have it. We have it. We have it. But people didn't really know him. People didn't want him. They rejected him. Why? This isn't like a new message, right? I'm not telling you anything that you didn't know. But like I said, many of us, we won't turn to Jesus until there's just no other options, right? We hit rock bottom. Why? Well, I have a theory about that. Light is uncomfortable, and it hurts, (laughs) right? Have you guys ever been just like in a dark room for a really long time? And someone comes, and they're just a big jerk, and they just turn on the lights without warning you. And what happens? You're just like, "Ah!" (laughs) It's like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Gremlins. This is an old movie in the 80s, but they're like, bright light, bright light. You feel like your face is melting, you know? And it's just, it's very, very uncomfortable, right? I mean, seriously, there's times like, like, you know, you're in the movie theater, and just everything's dark. And then one jerk pulls out their cell phone, and you're just like, what is that spotlight, right? Like, what is that searchlight? It's just so brilliant. And, and it's uncomfortable, and it's painful. And this is why often we don't always embrace the light. And one of the things it does is it exposes our own darkness. We already said this. The world is dark, but so are we. We're a part of the darkness. We become a part of the system. Jesus wants to expose that and bring us into the light. But there might be some uncomfortable truths that we have to face. And one of the most uncomfortable truths that I've had to face as a pastor, as a Christ follower, is oftentimes I really just don't like God that much sometimes. 
Sometimes, like, you know, even for me, I'm, like, supposed to sing about Jesus, preach about Jesus, tell you all how great Jesus is. And there are times, man, when I'm, you know, feeling low and and I want some hope, I want to watch some YouTube, right? I I, I want to just hang out with a friend. You know, I want to watch a Marvel movie to make myself feel better, right? And that's one of the truths is that I don't really see the light for what it is. And when sometimes, right, do you ever, like, like someone speaks some truth to you, right? We're told Jesus comes full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. We like the grace part. We don't like the truth part. We don't like to be exposed, right? Jesus wants to bring that. If, he, if the light will dispel the darkness, but we like to hide in the darkness. Do you know it's like the number one way to reduce crime is just install more lights, right? Because you can do shady stuff in the shade, right? It just makes sense. It's probably why we call it shady, you know? And so, friends, um, this is what it says. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Friends, there, there was, um, this, this would have been just revolutionary for somebody like, like a, a, a good Jewish person who grew up believing in the law. And the idea was that there was God up here, and we had this law that was good. The law was like the light. It was like illuminating things. Like you're a sinner, right? And, and, and this is the, 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 the standard that is, is expected of you, right? And people tried to do it, and they had to work so hard, right? And this idea that, I know it's not new for us, but this fact that you believe in his name, you believe in Jesus, you trust in Jesus, and he gives you the right to become children of God. Woo, that is such a gift. Man, we take this for granted all the time. It's not out of our works. It is not out of our goodness, right? It's just a gift that is given you. You can know Jesus. You can have Jesus. He can be your brother and your savior, and you can have this heavenly father. All of it can be given to you. And, And even for those of us who believe this, and we've lived this reality for so long, to be exposed by the fact that many of us, we don't really want Jesus that much. We want to lose weight. We want to make more money. We want people to like us more. We want COVID to go away. What do you need the most? What do you need the most? What we need most is Jesus. It's that simple, right? I lied. I said there's three points. There's actually a fourth one. It's real quick, though. There is no other hope for humanity than the lights of the world. This is it. This is it. What are you looking for? What are you searching? What are your hopes just, just be, be, where are your hopes being placed, right? What, what, what is the thing that you're really leaning into in those dark moments? This idea that, yeah, there's going to be time all the COVID restrictions get lifted. There's going to be time where I'm going to be financially solvent and I'm going to be making enough money and I'm going to be able to go on vacation, 
or I'm going to marry the man or woman of my dreams, or what is the thing that you are hoping for? It's not going to give you what you want. I mean, it's nice, right? I hope you get those things. It's not going to save you. It's not going to make everything better. There is one thing that can do that, and that is Jesus. Do you want more Jesus? Are we searching for more Jesus? Are we praying for more Jesus, even in our churches? Friends, I got to say, I've been doing a lot of heart searching. And I've been talking to some of my pastor friends, and it's just something that in our hearts we repent for. That just, you know, when it comes to church, you know, what are we doing when we come here? When, 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 when we praise, when, when we, you know, run a service. I think for so many of us, we just are looking for validation. You know, we want lots of people to come so we can feel like we are being faithful or we're doing a good job, right? And when they don't, man, I used to get so devastated by that. Like, what did I do? Why am I a failure? What am I looking for? Even if there's just one person who comes here and and, and we're here just worshiping God, seeking God, that's all that should matter. It shouldn't matter what anyone else is doing. But what is it really that we are seeking in our lives, in our churches, in everything that we do? Are we seeking the light of the world that will bring real illumination, that will really dispel any of our darkness? This is the thing. Once you have the light and your eyes are open, I mean, you know, there are definitely other ways that you can live your life. Like, like you still got to do stuff. I'm not, the message isn't only seek Jesus. You got to pay bills, right? You know, you got to live your life. You know, it, like raising a family, all of these things are gifts that God has given us. But I'm telling you, it's going to be better. You're going to be able to do it more successfully if you have lights, if you're able to see more clearly what those things are and what they're not. And so, friends, I just want to close with this. In 2022, where will you turn for your hope, salvation, and life? What are you seeking? So I I started this message by talking about New Year's resolutions, and, and I said I want to challenge you, and this is the challenge. How will you pursue How will you seek to have more Jesus in your life? How will you seek to fix your eyes on Jesus, to become desperate for Jesus, to pray for Jesus, to make time for Jesus, to love and adore Jesus? Yeah, it seems so obvious. But man, I just think in the church, we just get so sophisticated with so many things. We talk about so many different things. We have so many programs going on, and maybe we have lost the most important thing. We just need more Jesus. We need more Jesus. That's what I want my resolution to be. How do I seek after the face of Jesus? How do I seek after his presence? I asked the praise team to come up here and maybe we can just take a moment, you know? I don't know, guys, if if you have like a notes app or have a piece of paper lying around, maybe... Today, I mean, even after the service, you can just write down some thoughts. You know, maybe just right now, you know, after the service is done and we peace out, maybe you just want to stay on your knees. And maybe you just want to close your eyes. And maybe you just want to say, Jesus, 
I'm sorry that I have wanted so many other things other than you. I have thought that these things would give me life. I have thought that these things would give me hope. I have looked to them to illuminate my life. But the truth is, you are the light. And I confess, I come clean. I haven't wanted you as I should. I haven't seen your true worth and glory. I haven't worshipped you as you deserve. I have made you actually into, uh, made you in my own eyes, and I, I wanted you to serve me and to fill my needs that will never actually fulfill me. Jesus, we repent, and we want you. We seek you. We need you. You are the light of the world. Friends, can we just let that resonate in our hearts and souls? Maybe you can just make that your confession right now. You can just praise in this way. Just glorify God. Jesus, you are the light of the world. You're the light of the world, not me. Not my finances, not my circumstances, not my weight on a scale. You are the light of the world. You are the light. And I need you. And I want you. And I worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.